Do you know those people that have, like, a lot of money, but they don't spend it? Like, think of, like, Adam Sandler or something. Or, like, I'm sure, like, not even, like, celebrities. Like, yeah, some celebrities do it. I think, like, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Um, Adam Sandler. Maybe a couple, uh, a couple other people, too. Maybe, like, just, like, regular-ass people in your lives that you know. Um, they have a lot of money, but they don't really spend it. Um, like, if you saw them, like, their car, uh, the way they dress, their their lifestyle, you know, the places where they go to eat, so things like that, you'd be like, yeah, this, prob this person probably doesn't have a lot of money, you know? Elena Rabakina is like that, except with talent. She has all the talent in the world, but she doesn't use it. She's super rich, but she doesn't spend it. One minute, 22 seconds today. One minute, 21 seconds today. Elena Rabakina has all the talent in the world. She doesn't use it. Why? I don't know. Let's say your neighbor is super rich, but, you know, drives a Honda Civic. Uh, yeah, by the way, if anyone has a... I, I had a Honda Civic. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say anything here. But let's say your your neighbor has uh, a shit ton of money. And they drive a Honda Civic. They shop from H&M. I, I shop from H&M, by the way. Look, look I'm, I'm, I'm really... Like, with these examples, I'm really not trying to say anything here. Okay, I'm actually almost using myself as an example. Okay? Um, yes, your neighbor has a Honda Civic. Uh, shops at H&M and, and TJ Maxx and, and Target. Um, they like to go eat at Applebee's or the Cheesecake Factory like once a month when they're when they're feeling it. I, again, this is uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with those places. I I go there all the time. Um, yeah, you look at this person and then like. Uh, you know, your friend comes over, he's like, yo, is your neighbor rich? Um, and you're like, uh, not really, no, not particularly. If you watch an Elena Rebecca in a match, and, and you'd be like, yo, is this girl good? Is she talented? You'd be like, no, not really. You know? Your neighbor could probably buy uh, uh, a Mercedes, a Bentley. Uh, probably a Bugatti if 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 you wanted to splurge. Could wear Balenciaga, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Could eat at now I don't even know like restaurants like that. He could eat at the fanciest restaurants, like like gold golden chicken wings, uh, things like that. He he can do all that if he wanted to really, but he doesn't. Now Eleanor Bakina, she can. She can win tournaments. She can make it far in slams. Dare I say she can maybe win a slam or two or three. But nah, she she doesn't quite do that. Uh, just like your neighbor. Your neighbor has money. He doesn't really spend it. Doesn't, you know, just keeps it. Uh, Eleanor Rebecca is much the same uh, with talent. She has all the talents in the world. Doesn't use it. Doesn't make use of it.
she could get a Bentley if she wanted to, a Bentley Bentega. Instead, she's she's rolling with the Honda Civic, you know. Um, she can, you know, she can ice herself out in, in Dolce and Gabbana and 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 Balenciaga and 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 you know Versace and Gucci, Fendi, Prado. But she also shops at H and M, uh, an American Eagle like me, and like like a Nike T-shirt, you know. Or like Under Armour shorts or something like that. That's you know that's what she opts for, and I and I don't understand. Eleanor Bakina, uh, Madison Keys today beat her in in three sets. Uh, it looked like Eleanor Bakino, uh who by the way is uh, good friends with uh, uh, Rina Sabalenka. By the way, really, I'm I'm not I'm not making that up. I'm I'm not saying this to to be funny for the story, um, but no, it looked like she, uh, Eleanor Bakino was uh, trying to make her. Trying to do the best impression of her good friend uh, Sabalenka won the first set today in uh, six three, and it was just one break in it, total. Like in in the entire set, there was only one break, and that's what did it in the end. Uh, Rabakina was four three up; they were on serve. Uh, Rabakina broke five three, served for the set. Uh, Sabalenka much of the same. There was only one uh, one break in the set. And that was it. Uh, relatively close, but, but straightforward in the end set for uh, Sabalenka in the first and Rabakina in the first also. Sabalenka then lost the set, uh, second set 6-1, super easy. Eleanor Rabakina exactly the same, looks like uh, she was trying to do what her good friend uh, did earlier. The difference is... <laughs> uh... After 6-1 in the second, Sabalenka took it one step further, went, uh, lost 6-love in the decider. Ellen Rabakina uh, lost in, in, the, in the decider. She lost in a tiebreak, the super tiebreak. Uh, so I guess you can say that, that that is a huge difference. Okay, but the similarity was that they both lost from a decent first set. Like, nothing worrying or concerning like if anything you should be confident because like it was close and and you were able to you know make the difference and you did and, and you won but my focus here is on the Elena Rebecca match um, Madison Keys was exceptional I'm, I'm not gonna deny that and and I, I you know Madison Keys the the best thing that I saw today was Madison Keys in the last uh, in the last seven to eight minutes of that match? Uh, so the super tiebreak and and her service game uh, to to force the decider. She was serving to stay in the match on serve. Uh, Rebecca led six five. Keys was serving, um, and starting from that service game uh, through to the super tiebreak, Madison Keys was was su superb. Best thing I saw today. But. Madison Keys had to be exceptional today to beat Rabakina. Okay, if Madison Keys was not exceptional today, if she, if she wasn't as good as she was today, if she didn't play as well as she did today, she probably wouldn't have won that match. But how about this? If Rabakina used her talent 
ma made use of her of her capabilities of <coughs> excuse me made use of her talent made use of made use of her of her of the boatload of ability that she has even if Madison Keys was at her best she wouldn't have beaten her like I don't know what it is with Rebecca no and it's a bit of a problem. Yesterday, Benchich uh, lost to Layla. Uh, Benchich now has is becoming sort of an underachiever. Like, yes, she won Charleston. Um, but Madrid to lose to Unz. Uh, and by the way, Madrid, when she lost to Unz, that was before. That's I think that kick-started uh, what Unz did in, in the week. So, like, winning Madrid, uh, final in Rome. Obviously ended with a first-round exit here at the French Open to Magdalene. But that... Uh, you know, if you if you just look at that match, obviously you, you wouldn't know like what came after it. Losing to Unstabur there is really bad. And it was because of the rain delay, please don't forget. But anyway, still, uh she's been underachieving a little bit, Belinda Bencich, and it's it's not very good. Rome, she lost to Anisimova, she tanked hard. Here at the French, she lost to Leila from you know, led the first set and looked amazing, looked so much better, lost the first set somehow, came back in the second, you know, with momentum, she was better, she has been better throughout the match, uh, and lost it in three. Uh, Belinda Bencic is underachieving, but it's, it's, I think for her, it's, uh, it's, it's mental, she's like, I, I think she's a, like a big game player, but like, she doesn't like she never gets there you know what i mean because i feel like you know benchich in a big game in a final a semi-final like like she's scary if you've seen her if you remember um her matches in in big like 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 big games like big matches unfortunately man uh, she's a bit of a disappointment underachiever i don't know why she underachieves but the likes of Zachary but those uh, don't overachieve. It's just not fair. I don't know what it is. Um, but it is what it is. Eleanor Bakina as well now uh, extremely underachieving. If, if I take you back to Tokyo last year, the Olympics. Rabakina didn't even medal. And she was the best player in Tokyo. Rabakina didn't even medal and she was the best player in Tokyo. Just coming short. And and Rabakina pre-COVID, she had a run. Uh, so like in, in 2020, in like the first two months of the season before COVID. COVID was like in March, I believe. In January and, and Feb. Uh, so like the Australian Open and like the tournaments before that. And then the tournaments after that. Like uh, Dubai and like a couple ones in the US. and Peter Borgski. Um... She made four finals that year in the first two months and won two of them. She didn't make the Australian Open final, um, but she made four other finals and won two of them and was looking amazing. Lost to Halep in the in the Dubai final and, and she was looking good, this girl Rabakina. Thing with Rabakina, confidence, rhythm, and, and gets it going. Nowadays, and for quite some time now, like since COVID, like since that time, since 2020, Elena Rabakina has just been underachieving. She's been disappointing. 
she looks like she doesn't have much confidence in herself. She looks very tentative, uh, very passive. And for a player with her game style and with her ability, with her talent. Like, if you have money, spend it, bro. You know, I guess finances, like, that's, that's personal. But, like, as a tennis player, like, why would you not want to use your talent? You know, there, there's no argument. You know, like, my money, my life, my choices, okay, man. If you want to eat at McDonald's, uh, go ahead. Uh, your money, your life, whatever. You don't want a Bentley Bentega, okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is, though, and, and just to conclude this segment about Elena Rubakina, and, and then we can uh, we can move on from this. Um, Elena Rubakina is not a bad player. She's a very good player. She's actually one of the best players. Will, will you believe me if I said that? Elena Rubakina is one of the best players. But she just doesn't play like it. Like your neighbor, for example. He's not poor. You can't say he's poor. Like, yeah, he drives a Honda Civic. Yeah, he, he lives a very modest... Um, let's call it a low-class lifestyle or whatever. Um, you know, goes to... Applebee's on weekends, maybe Cheesecake Factory once a month, shops at H&M and, and Target and, and TJ Maxx and Kohl's and, and maybe sometimes Macy's, even though I think Macy's is going bankrupt. But anyway, your neighbor is not poor. Like, he's actually rich. He just doesn't spend it. So, like, you really, you wouldn't really know, right? Like, if he wanted to, he could buy two Bentleys. Right? Yeah, if he wanted to, he can he can be draped in, in Balenciaga and and all the designer stuff, uh, and and never wear the same shirt twice, and you know he he could do all that. Eat a million dollar steak or whatever, or or, or gold uh, chicken wings. He he can do all that. He just doesn't. But your neighbor is not poor. You can't say that. You you just can't. Right? I mean that that's like a fact. Is your neighbor poor? No. Is Elena Rabakina bad? No, of course not. You can say that for other players, for example, I can say, very confidently and assuredly, uh, Maria Sakri is a bad player. Uh, you know, if, if she was this example in your, in, uh, your neighbor, she's broke as fuck. Okay, and she, she's actually a scammer, that's how she lives, but, but she's uh, broke as fuck. To go on with this example, this analogy, Paula Bedosa, uh, she's a beggar. Financially, she's not doing too well, too. She doesn't have a lot of money, Paula Bedosa. Uh, so, yeah, you can say she's quite poor. Uh, on on borderline poverty. You know, she's she's almost below that, that poverty line. Mm-hmm. Eleanor Bakken, man, she has... Uh, all the talents in the world, but she doesn't use it. She doesn't spend it. Okay, she's your billionaire neighbor that uh, wears H&M t-shirts or like Hanes uh, t-shirts from Kohl's or TJ Maxx and yeah, drives a Honda or like a, you know, like Chevy, Chevy Cruze or something. 
you know. And that's Eleanor Buckin. It's really sad. It's really sad to see. Uh, and I'm I'm disappointed. Eleanor Buckin is one of my favorite players, and it's it's because I like good players. I mean, quite naturally, I'm the kind of person. I mean, everyone, you know, they're they're attracted or they become fans of tennis players for different reasons. But for me, it's quite simple. I only like good players. Um, and I think uh, she's one of the best, whether you believe me or not. Uh, she just doesn't play like it. You know, if you told your neighbor, uh, if you told your friend that came over one time, like, uh, you know, the dude next door, your neighbor is one of the richest people in town, they'd be like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't believe you. And you know what? You don't have to believe me, but I, I'm telling you, she's one of, one of the best players. And she can win Grand Slams and, and she can be the best and then, and, and, you know, she, she can win titles. She can win a lot of matches. She just, uh doesn't really want to I guess and I don't know why here's where we go away from the analogy I don't know why like why wouldn't you you know like what's holding you back if you don't want to buy if your neighbor doesn't want to buy a Bentley or like a boat or like six beach houses and, and Monaco or Monte Carlo or where I mean that's fine it's your choice but like why as a tennis player would you not want to be the best in the world why do you not want to at least try and see what happens with your talent you know I, I don't understand but anyway that's Eleanor Bakino. Uh one of the best players uh, in the world you just uh, she doesn't really show it okay let's let's say she's modest okay on to today's recap then today we had uh, eight men's matches eight women's matches it was the conclusion of the third round uh, so now, after today, we have 16 men left and 16 uh, women left in in singles. In men's singles and women's singles. Okay, starting from tomorrow, we'll have uh, round 4, or the round of 16. Um, and here we go, let's look at today's results. Uh, Irina Bigu, after the uh, whole incident, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch this. Uh, I was away really early, and, and this was like the, the early, early game, so I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see this. Uh, but it looks like it was very straightforward. 6-1 in the first. And then Beagle led 5-1 in the second. Uh, got into some trouble. Uh, ended up, uh, you know, winning 6-1, uh, 6-4. Uh, pretty straightforward, I think. Beagle is through to the fourth round. Was lucky to not get defaulted against Alexandrova. Was somewhat fortunate that Alexandrova tanked and wasn't at her best. But she certainly did enough. And, and, you know, was hung around enough for when Alexandrova slipped, she was able to take advantage and, and walk away with this one. Okay, and she did it from a set down too. And the first round, Judgment Paulini, the, the, that's never an easy one. Okay, but this uh, Jean Jean match probably was, uh, but, but good for Bigu, uh, you know, straightforward win. What you like to see, 6-1-6-4 Bigu, she's through to the... Round of 16, we'll talk about who she plays next, a little later. Iga Świątek versus Danka Kovinec. Now, let's talk a little bit about Iga Świątek. And I'm going to talk about something called limit testing. And I, I you know, m maybe uh, some of you have heard of it. Um, but I'm going to explain what it is. And I'll tell you why I think that is what Iga Świątek was doing today. Okay. So limit testing is when, you, you know, whatever it is you do, um, let's say, uh, 
Okay, we'll, we'll use tennis, uh, just just so it's clear and concise. Uh, limit testing, uh, but I'm not gonna use Iga as an example. So like, so like, you know what I mean? Let's say I'm a tennis player. Okay, I I am a tennis player, uh, and I'm really really good. Okay. <laughs> um, and I have a match tomorrow against some scrub, uh, against a player that's not so good, and and I and like I know them, like you know what I mean? Like like I know their level. Like, I know what they play like, you know, um, and I just know that I'm so much better than them. But this is, like, a competitive match. Uh, let's say it's, like, some uh, league we play in. It's, it's, the, it's the first match. That's my first round opponent. Um, and, like, I'm sort of familiar with this player. I've seen them play before. I've actually played them once before, uh, and I beat them. Okay. Um, so, I, so I know what I'm getting into here, and I know I'm so much better. It's clear. When I go into this match... I, I limit test. What does that mean? Uh, quite literally, uh, you know, as 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 the name says, I test my limits. When you limit test, uh, it's a bit uh, cocky or, or very, like sort of overconfident or, or somewhat arrogant, and maybe a little bit disrespectful to your opponent. But you play in a way that you usually wouldn't uh, if you were you know playing serious. Uh, it's not that you're trolling or tanking. It's like you're you're testing your limits. You're limit testing. You're maybe on purpose trying to get to a ball late. You know what I mean? To see just like, <laughs> you know, like measure the margins. Like what's the margin of error if I, let's say I'm late uh, to a ball. Things like that. You know what I mean? Like try out new shots, new spin, new technique, new swings, new racket grips. Things that you wouldn't do. Um, let's say in in a like a serious match or a more competitive match in your eyes, um, but things that you like doing it in practice, like you don't really have an idea like if this will work. You know what I mean? So and like this is like sort of the medium, like like it's like the middle ground between like practice with your coach or just hitting with someone, uh, and also you know it's between that and and between. Um, like a like a serious match, like a high level match against uh, someone your level, maybe where it's where it's going to be very competitive and close. Okay, uh, so obviously you can't try out that shit, uh, and you know in a match like that, that's a more competitive one. And in practice, like you don't really have an idea, like like will this actually work? You know, it, it's too casual, and it's not competitive at all. But in, in a match like like this in the first round against a scrub that you know, um, you can limit test. You know what I mean? You can like like try something new. Oh. And I some and 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 you can do this in like a lot of um what do you call it? Careers. Like it's not just tennis, it's not just sport. Like let's say you're a pizza guy and you know like ahead of time that you have to do like 150 pizzas today for like this catering party or whatever. Okay? Um, and like it's like for your friend, not an actual company, so it's not that serious. Um, but it's like your friend wants it because he's having a, a, a an event in his house or something, and it's not that serious. It's more personal between you and your friend, not like a company or anything like that or da 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 all that noise. So what you do is is based on, and this is just such a bizarre sort of abstract example. Um. A pizza guy usually he knows that to make 150 pizzas, uh, you you know comfortably he'd do it in like let's say nine hours, 
uh, he doesn't wait until six hours before or like five and a half. You know what I mean? And then he goes. He's sort of testing his limits. Like, how close can I get and do this? You know what I mean? Because I've never really tried it. I can't really afford to, you know? And, like, if I do it on my day off, like, for the fuck of it, like, I probably won't hustle. And, and like, if it's shit, like, there is a pro You know what I mean? Like, it's things like that. Uh, people can limit test in, in whatever it is they do. If you're a... Uh, uh, if you're a tennis player, like tennis players do it sometimes against their opponents, just to try out new things and and to learn more about themselves. But like I said, it's very um, obviously if you do this, you're showing no respect to your opponent. Um, that's definitely a sign of overconfidence, uh, arrogance, uh, you know, and, and that's clear. I'm not saying that's what she did today, but I I saw some things today that looked like limit uh, limit testing. Wait, well, you know, what if I make my serve like this? Like, let me try this service motion. Like, how is she going to return this one? You know, and, like, tennis players, like, obviously, like, they play around with a lot of shit in practice. But they just don't really quite know, like, how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like, like when your coach is, like, returning your serves, like, uh, you know, like, you want to see it in the game against an opponent where, like, they're actually trying and, like, they actually are trying to beat you, you know? Like, even if your coach, like, sort of tries to replicate that in practice, it's not quite the same, right? So against here, against someone like Danka Kovinic, like, maybe you can try some new things with your... I'm not saying a serve example particularly, that's what she did. I'm just, you know, speaking hypothetically, giving examples. Um, what if I get to a ball, ball, like, a little late? What if I start playing my forehands like this? Like, what if the ball, like... Uh, what if I get, like, this kind of return and the ball, like, sits right here? Like, can I try this new swing? You know what I mean? Like, like should I play my backhand like this instead of like this? You know what I mean? And, um... I've, I've definitely seen Iga do it before, limit testing. Um, not sure that's what she did here today, but... Uh, 6-3, 7-5 against the, uh, Danka Kovinic is not very good. Uh, in the first set, Danka Kovinic's forehand was hitting uh, with the same speed, 77 miles per hour, as Iga Świątek's forehand, and with actually with more topspin, uh, with a much higher spin rate also. Okay. Um, which doesn't really make sense, because Iga Świątek's forehand is fire. Maybe it was an off day, maybe she was trying something new with it. Okay, I mean, this is Danka Kovinic at the end of the day. Like, yeah, she's a beast slayer, um, and... You know, in, in weeks where she plays well, like, she's actually, uh, relatively tough. Okay, but, uh, to lose eight games, uh, 6-3, 7-5, uh, Iga, um, it's not very good. Uh, certainly not as dominant as we expected, not as dominant as we're used to seeing from Iga. Um, but maybe that was sort of her last chance to limit test to to really like you know test her limits see what's good like wh what can i do what can i not do what can i get away with you know what i mean like what are my margins like as far as timing or, or like you know, you know things like that kasatkina now once again look i'm you probably think i'm always on twitter or like never asleep but i'm i actually am on twitter quite a bit um and even if i'm outs and abouts or or not even watching tennis, uh, I'll be on the timeline, you know, I'll be scrolling through the timeline. It's like, um, sort of like a, like an unconscious thing, like if I'm just chilling, like at a light or something, I just pick up my phone, go to Twitter, 
go to homepage and just start scrolling, you know, swiping up and shit. Um, and I, I see shit on the timeline. Like, I'm always trying to see what's up, what people are saying. My, my algorithm on Twitter is, like, pretty spot on now. So, like, everything that's there is, like, somewhat relevant to me. Um, even if it's not interesting, at least it's, it's relevant or on topic. And today I saw, I saw this outrage about Cassid Kino. Please be reminded, Cassid Keane in the first round played Sramkova, lucky loser. I'm pretty sure she just uh, hopped out of bed. Uh, I'm not going to say what she was doing in bed or with who. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about that, but she played a lucky loser that had just hopped out of bed. Just rolled over, got a text uh, from the supervisors like, yo, you down to play a match? Uh, someone withdrew. She's like, yep, sure, I'll be right there. Wiped her lip. And then went to the ten walk to the tennis courts. Mm -hmm. Second round, she played Fernanda Contreras Gomez. And, and by the way, this is Stramkova who we're talking about in the first round. I I, I know we're, uh, I was quite high on Stramkova, but it's at Stramkova. Let's be realistic, okay? Let Let's sort of put things into perspective here. Uh, second round, Fernanda Contreras Gomez again. Yes. Uh, you know, I hyped up Fernanda Contreras Gomez. Uh, I like her a lot. I was very impressed. Again, let's put things into perspective here. Again, and also a qualifier, by the way. Uh, her her qualifying for for this uh, for the main draw here. Her even making the first round for Fernanda Contreras Gomez is like winning the is like reaching the Grand Slam final. Her winning uh, the first round, the Grand Slam final. She won. She won the Grand Slam. So she's here in the second round. Like like that's uh, like. That's it. Finish. I, I, I mean, I, I won a Grand Slam. What <laughs> what else do you want me to do, you know? And then she played Castle Keen in the second round and honestly played really bad. Okay, and today she beat Shelby Rogers. Yeah, Shelby Rogers beat Danielle Collins. You know, if you do, like, the mental gymnastics, like, oh, Rogers beat uh, Collins in straights, and then Castle beat Rogers in... Don't do that. Okay, it's Shelby Rogers. Uh, look, I'm not being harsh or unreasonable or, or, or biased or anything. But what she's done so far does not warrant an outrage on the timeline. Like, I don't want to be sitting in traffic. Uh, and I, and I, I pick up my phone, I unlock it. And I go on Twitter and I, and I see these people talking about Cassid Kino. Don't you realize that I could run off-road or crash my car or something if I see like that? That, that really upsets me and, and triggers me. If I see someone rave about Kasatkin again, I mean, this is ridiculous. And not only that, not only... Uh, like, not only did she even make the fourth round, and she's played Sramkova, lucky loser, Fernanda Contreras Gomez, uh, Grand Slam champion, you know, by making the first round, and qualifier, obviously. And then the third round, Shelby Rogers, I mean, it's Shelby Rogers in Paris, on red clay. Like, not only did she make the fourth round, and that was her path, and there's an outrage on, t on, on Twitter, and people are going crazy. Why? And people are going crazy about her. People are going crazy about how Kaskian's playing. Why? I, I, I don't understand. Kasatkina beat Shelby Rogers, 
I'm on fire right now, so I'm like I'm not gonna hold back. I'm just gonna talk. I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have at it. Okay, <laughs> we can we can do this uh, a little differently today. Shinwen Shang versus Ali uh, Alize Corne. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get carried away. But anyway, uh, Shinwen Shang Alize Corne. Um, I'll be honest, I was onto Shinwen Shang before the WTA was. They made an arc article about her in like February or March, and now again today they made another article about her and, and a lot of press conferences. I was onto this girl in October or November, and I, I don't mean it in a naughty or sexual way, I was onto her. I, I was uh, aware of her and her, her talents and her potential and, and just how electrifying uh, she is, or yeah, she is, she was, whatever. Um, before at WT on Twitter, you 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 can go tell them, uh, say found her first. Okay, thanks. But anyway, uh, this girl Shinwen Sheng is is actually electrifying. She's, you can tell that her, like sky's the limit for her. Okay, sky's the limit for her. Her her biggest problem is herself, kind of like an Ostapenko or Sabalenka or something, where it's like. Are you gonna make your shots today? Are you gonna hit winners? Cause if you can, then it's 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 on you. It's it's on your racket, like Kvitova too. You know, Kvitova, in her prime, like it's her her the entire match. The results is determined by her racket. Kvitova's racket, uh, you know, for for forehand is is finding the lines and she doesn't overcook them. Uh, her opponent, uh, not only is there not much they can do, but they don't stand much of a chance either. And Shinwen Sheng, I'm not comparing her to Petra Kvitova just quite yet, or, or peak or prime Kvitova just yet. Uh, I'm saying she's like that, and, and sky's the limit for her. And she's so confident, and 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 she seems very numb, and, and uh, to this out to the outside noise. You know, like the media and da 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 da. That's honestly one of the pros of being a, a Chinese player, or like a like a non uh, non white player, non Western player. Or like you know you know what I mean. When I say Western, I mean like basically anywhere that's not like East Asia, like like Far East Asia, or Africa or uh, South America, like the U.S., England, uh, Spain, France, Germany, Italy. You know, like all those countries. You know, like that's I've in this context. Uh, I think I think you understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean. Like the the usual nations that you see, like even like Switzerland, uh, the Czech Republic, and Russia, and da, 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 we can call that the West, okay? But that's a that's a huge pro of being. Uh, I mean, the cons of being like Chinese or like Brazilian or, I mean, even Brazilians and some Latinos, by the way, like the but like like an African player, like an Indian player, a Chinese player, a Korean player, a Japanese player, is like. That's not really popular as being like a blonde Russian, for example, or a blonde American, uh, or, or a black American, or you know what I mean, or a, a quirky Pole, for example. But anyway, like that's that's a pro, all that noise. Uh, the media doesn't really care about you, and that's huge. And they themselves, like like their personality, like they don't really care about that shit. You know, most of the Asian players... Um, they don't. They don't really care about this. They don't really have like a huge presence, 
on social media, for example, and, and that seems to really benefit her. And you can kind of tell that uh, Shinwen and Cheng, she, um, it's it's just her. Like like you know what I mean? Like she seems very focused, um, but sometimes erratic, as as with all big hitters, you know. Uh, uh, it's high risk, high reward. The playstyle. You can ask Osipenko, Sabalenka, Kvitova. They know all about it. Uh, Shinwen Cheng falls falls in that category. Okay, she's not someone who can uh, counterpunch, like let's say Kerber, Bencic, uh, Andriescu. Uh, she's a straight, uh, like Simona Halep, for example. She's not like, even though she be Simona Halep, she's she's not like that. She's a straight, uh, straight basher, baseball player. You know, uh, Rybakina, Kvitova, Sabalenka, Osipenko, like that. And she's she's electrifying. Okay, now let's talk about the match. Shinwen Cheng was up 6-love, 3-love. It was going to look like a double bagel, and, and I think that, that would have been the first double bagel, uh, I think, of the main draw. Uh, Shinwen Cheng was winning 86% of points behind her first serve. Uh, she hit 14 first serves. Uh, she won 12 of those points. Okay. She only played 4 service games. And was six love, three love up. Alize Cornet, after uh, the night sesh against uh, Ostapenko, the crowd man, they embraced her. Uh, you know, they helped her get through that match. They 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 got under Ostapenko's skin, even though that's not very difficult. You know, they, they helped her. Um, they helped her beat Ostapenko, right? Uh, whether you believe that or not, it's true. Uh, they were there for her. Today, Alize Cornet retired. Um, six three, uh, sorry, six love, three love down. Uh, Shinwon Cheng was about to serve for four love, and then you just have to go to the line, uh, get broken one more time, and then one more return game, and that's it. You know, it's it's that, it's that simple. You were you weren't, you know, you were there for forty six minutes. What's wrong with twelve more? Uh, Alize Cornet, this is. Um, Very, very disappointing of her. I'm not talking about the performance. I'm talking about the act of her retiring, like here in Paris, here at the French Open, especially after, you know, the the night sesh, uh, Philippe Chatier, uh, you know, the three sets win over Ostapenko. Like you can't do the crowd like this. Like, uh, like they booed her. They booed the fuck out of her when she retired. And the thing is, the umpire was trying to. Tell her like, yo, like, are you sure? Like, you know, are you like, do you really want to retire? And she was like, yeah, I want to stop. I want to stop. I want to stop. Uh, I, I don't want to continue. Uh, I want to stop. I want to stop. And then the thing is, like, it's up to her. Like, uh, the umpire can't really stop her. And she said, like, okay, I'm not gonna call it. But if you go and shake hands uh, with Shen Wen Sheng, then then and tell her, you know, I. I'm gonna retire and whatever, like do that whole. What's the word? What's the word for that? That whole. Not routine. There's a word for that. Fuck, man. I'm gonna be pissed if I don't remember this word. Formalities? Is that it? I think so. I think that might be the word. Uh, you know, the, the those formalities. Ah, I don't think that's a word. But anyway. Like, you have to go do all that shit, you know, walk over to your opponent, uh, shake her hand, tell her, like, yo, what's good, GG, I'm retiring, alright, peace. And then the umpire called it, 
And then Arise uh, Corne got booed. Like she was like saluting the crowd, and they booed the fuck out of her, man. Like, yeah, this French crowd is ruthless, and you should know that. Like, high highs and low lows, like, like yeah, like... You know what I mean? And good on them, honestly, um, for being for being like that and booing her. Because, uh, you know, like... Like, forget the match, like, you're Alizé Cornet, you're, you're French, you're in France, like, don't do this, like... Like, stay out there for the fans, not even for yourself, you know what I mean? Like, be selfless for a little bit. I think that was a very selfish uh, decision. And even for your opponent, like, like fuck it, forget the fans, forget the crowd. Like, even for your opponent, it's never nice. Uh, even though Xin Wencheng uh, retired against Alexandrovo, uh, two points away. So, Alice Kone was uh, three games away from getting uh, Bagel Bagel. Mm, Xin Wencheng against Alexandrovo, I think, in Charleston? She retired down in the third set, down 5-2, 30 love, 5-2, 30 love, I think, 5-2, 30 love. Uh, she retired right there, two points away. Shin Wen Sheng, so maybe Alize Cornet was hip. Uh, taste of your own medicine, perhaps, bad karma, what goes around comes around. Um, but yeah, I don't think that was really nice. Next, Georgie and Sabalenka here. We don't have much uh, to talk about. I, I I think I touched on it a little bit. Sabalenka was good in the first set, 6-4. There was just one break in it. Ten games played and only one break of serve. That's pretty impressive for a Sabalenka-Georgie match and uh, a WTA match, period. You know, ten service games in a set and it's one, uh, one break that did it. Okay. Rest of the way, from a set up, uh, Sabalenka lost the next and last uh, 12 of the next uh, 13 games and lost, uh, like I said, 6-4, uh, 1-6, love 6. Um, honestly, so Sabalenka like, started playing like shit, missing a lot, uh, not really tanking, but just doing Sabalenka things. Like, everything is long, everything's in the net, double faults. Uh, and that that sort of breeds confidence in your opponent. And they see you, and like, even if they're not a rat, like, Georgie isn't a rat. Like, she started to play better and a lot better, the best she's played in quite some time. I was sort of uh, skeptical of Georgie's uh, form and her performances coming in here. They've been really bad. I talked about it yesterday. Uh, very uninspiring stuff. Uh, the Putin her win against Putin Seva made no sense. Uh, but here we go. She beat Sabalenka too. Sabalenka hasn't looked very good this week. I feel like every time she loses to Iga, she goes, uh, she spirals out of control. Mm -hmm. Georgie played well. Her return game was excellent. She was finding first serves. And was very effective uh, behind, uh, behind her first serve uh, later on in the match. And she returned really well, so any hope of Sabalenka behind her own serve uh, was minimized, honestly. A uh, good win for Georgie. She's she's through. Jesse Pagula, it's the same thing every time. 3 for 3 this week. She just cannot put opponents away. Her last three... First sets, Pagula's last three first sets, she won them all 6-1.
sorry, against Shang Wang in the first round 6-2, but against Kalanina in the second round 6-1, against Zidonchik 6-1. In the second set, she also led by a break, at least one break, or two. And every time, she stumbles. She, she falters, she lets the lead slip, she invites her opponent back into the match. And today, Pagula was in total control, 6-1, 3-1 up, serving for 4-1. Uh, we went to a tiebreak. The thing is, she wins, and it's sort of kind of easy and straightforward in the end. But it could have been way easier. Like, this could have been won way sooner. Same against Kalanino. That took a whole extra set, actually. Uh, Pagula was 5-2 up, lost 5-7. Uh-huh. And gifted some breaks back in the th in the decider, too, but eventually came through. Against Shang Wang, could have been in trouble. She was 6-2, 5-1 up, serving for the match. At 5-1 and 5-3, she couldn't do it. But she always prevails, she always com comes through. Now, against Shang Wang, Tamara Zidanchik, and Kalanina... You can sort of kind of get away with that. Against Kalanina, not really. You had to play a whole nother set, but you were good enough uh, to prevail in the end. But, I mean, Iga Svjontek looms. Mm -hmm. Pegula is in the opposite side of Iga's quarter, so to, to make it out of here and to make a semifinal, Pegula has to play Iga Svjontek. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not going to cut it. We're going to talk about who Pagula plays uh, next, uh, later. And let's see if she gets there. Uh, and finally, uh... Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, sorry, sorry, sorry. One more, uh, two more. Uh, but the Keys, Keys Rabakina one we already talked about. Uh, so we're not going to spend any more time. But, uh, but this next one, uh, Paula Bedosa versus Kudermetova. I watched the first two points of this match. Okay. Kudermetova was serving. I watched the first two mat uh, points of this match. It was 15 all. Uh, you know, after those two points, it was 15 all. Kudermetova serving. First game of the match, 15 all. First game of the match. Okay, like 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 I keep repeating this because it's important. Please please concentrate here with me. First game of the match. It's it's zeros on the board. Love all, uh, Miss Kudermetseva to serve. Uh, ready, play. Two points later at 15 all, Badosa was pointing to her head and fist pumping. It's 15 all, the match just started. I knew right there that uh, Paula Badosa was, was going to get it going and turn it on. Um, and she did. She, she broke uh, to 15 to start the match and then she held to 15. Uh, in her in her opening service game, she's up to love. Not too long later, it was uh, two two all. Kudermetova broke back. Kudermetova uh, Kudermetova held uh, for one two, and then she broke back for two all. And then I tweeted, Kudermetova just raised her level, but Dosa's in big trouble. Paula Bedosa's a rat. She cannot play well. She cannot play. Period, unless she sees her opponent struggle. If her opponent's not struggling, there's nothing Bedosa can do. 
Accept, retire. Against, uh, I mean, there's two options. Yeah, she either loses in straights or she retires. Against Halep and Sabalenka, you know, earlier in this clay season, we saw it, she retired. Who did she lose to in Roma? I'm trying to think. Oh, Kasatkina, that's right. Oh my god. Lost in straights to Kasatkina, this girl, but those. But those a look if her opponent is playing well. I mean, Kasatkina was playing well then. When Halep beat her in Madrid in the second round, 6 3, 6 1. That this is just evidence. Look, if there is one thing. I've ever said that's true, or if there's only one thing you can take away from everything that I've uh, preached or said before or, or, or try to teach you, it's this. Paula Bedosa is the biggest fraud, the biggest scammer, and the biggest overachiever in women's tennis in a very long time. Okay, she's horrible. She's actually horrible. Imagine being entirely dependent on your opponent's struggles just for you to play well. Kudermetsova after after that you know small hiccup to start the match down love two, Kudermetsova uh, found her feet and and started playing. From love two down she won the set six three. Bedosa can do nothing when she sees her opponent playing well. She she's like, fuck yeah she she can't do anything. But once you drop your level, that's when she unlocks herself. But that's a big but, cause what if? Her opponent never drops their level. Well, we saw it. But those are retired uh, down 3 6 uh, 1 2. And then, final match of the day was Keys Rabakina. Uh, Keys, uh, after losing the first set 6 3, rest of the way she won 6 1, uh, 7 6 in the super tiebreak. The super tiebreak she took it 10 to 3. Uh, you know, just to recap again really quickly, she played the, um, her final service game to force the decider and the, the, sorry, to, to force the tiebreak in the decider, and she played the tiebreak superbly, it was the best thing I saw today. The best thing I saw today in the women's was Madison Keys in the last 7 to 10 minutes of the match. The worst thing that I saw today was Sabalenka. Paula Bedosa and Alize Cornet. Two of those girls retired. Uh, the third one, honestly, props to you for just standing there and taking a beating. Uh, but you were as effective as a retired player. The most interesting or surprising thing that I saw today is Danka Kovinic winning eight games against Igor Svantec. And I'm uh, somewhat interested or intrigued to, to sort of ponder or discuss uh, on whether or not uh, Fiontek was uh, limit testing or anything of that sort or was it just an off day or was she just surprised by Danka Kovinic's uh, uh, level that match uh, who knows but that is all for the women's from today um, I understand that we're not doing very well on time so I'm gonna sort of kind of uh, speed through the men's and then we'll look at tomorrow match uh, tomorrow's matches there's only four and four okay Yannick Sinner beat uh, McDonald's in straights, 6-3, 7-6, 6-3. 
Uh, Rublev dropped a set to Garin. Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't very impressive that 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 happened. Uh, it looked like it could have went under as well. I, I said these clowns, they give you like 6-2, 6-3 sets, and that was the case. Uh, but a fourth set tiebreak didn't help, uh, which was actually a really good tiebreak. Uh, Rublev won 13-11. It was actually a very good quality from both. Uh, but yeah, Rublev won 3-1, uh, three, 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 three sets to one. Uh, Ketsmanovic might be a fraud. If Just think of him playing against any top player, uh, Ketsmanovic, in any sort of big game. Uh, and you'll see that he lost the match and played like shit. Uh, Ketsmanovic, uh, I played the under, which was, I just, um, I don't know if I decided it after I, I spoke about this match yesterday. But I said it's going to be one-way traffic for someone. Either, uh, you know, Medvedev uh, continues to... You know, egg on and 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 take care of business easily, uh, which was the case. Or uh, everyone's uh, belief and and the hype around Kitsmanovic is true, and and he wipes the floor with Medvedev, who isn't very good on clay. <sighs> yeah, okay. Uh, Medvedev one six two six four six two. Uh, Ketsmanovic against big opponents, I noticed a lot of things, and 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 it has nothing nothing to do with tennis. His energy isn't quite the same. His body language isn't quite the same. Um, his mentality, his motivation, like like all that shit, like like everything, like intrinsic and in his head. Uh, just his opponents have an edge, and, and like the people like Medvedev, Carlitos, Djokovic, like obviously those. But I mean, those are the top players uh, that you're gonna have to compete with, and these are the top players that some people think that Ketsmanovic sorta kinda has a chance against. Uh, no, and look, it's not even about the tennis. It's not even about the forehand or the serving or the 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 movements on the court. Ketsmanovic played great in Miami. And, you know, during his run in Miami, losing to Carlitos, I don't know what round it was, fourth round or quarterfinal, or quarterfinal maybe, um, he probably would have beaten anyone that day, just not Carlitos. Okay, but I think since then, he's... Like, yeah, he took a set of Djokovic in Belgrade, but, like, he was never going to win that. And, and, and please let him play Djokovic tomorrow, you know? I mean, that... That's nothing to go by. Every every match, um, every big match or a decent opponent Kitsmanovic has, has played against, uh, wiped the floor. Really just very arrogant, uh, cocky body language walking around. So uh, I don't really like that. And a lot of men do it. A, lo a lot of the men do it. And it's it's sort of, it's, it's revolting almost. Uh, it's not really nice how... They they have this like godlike complex like I'm just so much better than you and every you know what I mean I hate that shit I really it's uh, it's a huge turnoff I think um like be humble you know like just a little bit I mean he got humbled uh, not just a little bit a lot uh Gilles Simon played his last match uh at the French o Open ever and he won five uh. Games in three sets. Six love, six three, six two chillage. Looks like uh, this was the end of the road uh, for David Goffin. The wave uh, 
or the or the train has officially run its course, I guess. Uh, five seven two six one six to her catch. Uh, Stefano sort of answered the call and said, "Yep, I'm not gonna spend any more time than I need to on court today." Uh, six two six one six two six two six one against an Emer brother. That's all you need to know. And the fucking Emer brothers. My goodness. Rude Senego, uh, clown show. Uh, Rude one and, and five. Uh, and Rune was too good for Gaston. Six three six three night session. I was surprised with the French crowd. And the night sesh and the colder, heavier d conditions, which favors a player like Gaston with the drop shots and the slice. Uh, in the nighttime, when it's colder and more humid, um, the ball like sorts of uh, sorts sorts. Uh, I can't speak. Sort of picks up more clay and and just like eats more clay when it bounces. Uh, so uh, so like it's a lot heavier. You know what I mean. Um, which like kills drop shots, um, and and slices like like the bounces are a lot more difficult uh, in these heavier conditions. Um, but no, uh, very straightforward for Rune six three six three six three. Okay. Okay, so on to tomorrow, on to the fourth round uh, in general. We're gonna talk about the whole slate. Uh, four of them are tomorrow. Uh, not the whole slate, sorry, the the entire round really. Okay. Um. Tomorrow we have Trevisan versus Sasnovich. Uh, Martina Trevisan has won 14 sets in a row. Martina Trevisan has won 14 sets in a row. Eight matches. She's won eight eight matches in a row. 14 sets in a row. Against Sasnovich, Martina Trevisan has a plus next to her name. Martina Trevisan has a plus next to her name. I'm going Anisimova minus three and a half against Layla. Uh, Amanda, I need you to I need you to come through for me. I I know what you're capable of, and I know so far here uh, in Paris, the best is yet to come. Okay, and I need to see it. You caught a big break against Mukova. I hope you take advantage of that and and beat Layla. Okay, and and cover also minus three and a half, please. Please. Elise Mertens versus Coco Goff. Um, usually I'd pass on this. I kind of like over 20.5 for minus 120. Over 20.5 for minus 120 looks good. Um, Elise Mertens is sort of kind of playing well. Uh, and so is Michael Jordan. But, um, you know, we, we always talk about her, her, her resume. Rebecca Marino, Alison Van Uitvank, and Kaya Kanepi. Okay. Um, and Coco Goff is nothing special. Elise Mertens can... She's a smart player. I think she can keep it close, hopefully. What a disgusting match. Coco Goff probably wins. She's through to the quarterfinal. People are losing their minds. She beat Rebecca Marino, Alison Van Udvang, Kaya Kinepi, and Elise Mertens. She's in the quarterfinal. There's an outrage. I'm going to be, uh, you know, stopped at a red light. And I just, you know, reach for my phone, go on Twitter. And people are, are going crazy on the timeline because of 
Coco Golf, and then the light turns green, and I just slam the gas, and, and I, I run off the road, I hit a tree, I, I, I uh, drive off a bridge, uh, I run off the road, I, I die. Uh, you see what happens, man? You, you see how this goes? It's, it's terrible. Uh, Julie Teichman. Julie Teichman versus Sloane Stevens. Uh, now, this is not an easy one, because uh, honestly, Sloane Stevens is kind of scary, man. But she has kind of been playing no names. Uh, Julie Nemo, not fit uh, for, for three sets, really, and to withstand a uh, quality opponent. Um, and to ask a lot from, from Big Nemo there. Uh, from a setup, uh, couldn't couldn't keep up, uh, couldn't put Sloane away. Okay, um, sorry, Kristea tanked from a set and a breakup. Okay, and Diane Perry uh, was nice while it lasted, but yeah, uh, this is by far uh, Sloane Stevens's biggest test thus far. Um, like, what are you all about, Sloane Stevens? Are you really playing well, or are you taking advantage of an easy draw and, and fooling millions of people? Is this the biggest test for Jill Teichman thus far? Or was it Vika? Jill Teichman thus far, Bernard the Pair in the first round, 6 2 6 1. Uh, the qualifier, Danilovic in the second, 6 4 6 1. Uh, and that crazy uh, match, match of the year contender against Vika, uh, four six seven five seven six. Um, Julie Teichman, man, is a big baller. Um, and she's gonna win. I just, I just don't know about this cover. Uh, minus three and a half to zero. Uh, you know, um, I mean two zeros. Plus 120. Minus three and a half seems like uh, quite a bit. It's Sloane Stevens, though. Like, I'm going to take it. I mean, this is no question. It's just a matter of, like, how confident. You know what I mean? It's clear what to bet here. It's just how confident, how much, how crazy. Um, but I'm sure you guys can make your own responsible decisions as well. Um, but I think she wins. Minus 195. I'm not going to say no to that. You don't beat Vika to lose to Sloane Stevens. Mm hmm. Jilly Teichman and Anisimova in a parlay is plus 125. Now, those are the four matches for tomorrow from the bottom half of the draw. And the girlies that played today are going to play the day after uh, the top half of the draw. We have Cassid Kina. Versus Georgie. Georgie is plus three and a half. Georgie is plus three and a half. Georgie is plus three and a half. Plus 160 against Kasatkina. I don't have a stutter, by the way. Uh, Iga Svjontek versus Shinwen Shang. I mean... Uh, if... Um, if today's performance, let's say Ego wasn't limit testing, if today's performance by Ego was anything to go by, I think uh, uh, Wen Shang, man, like I said, sky's the limit, and no one can really stop her except for herself, and I really think she'll put the pressure on, on Ego. 
Uh, and this line is incredible. Iga, I think now will permanently receive the, uh, you know, minus seven, uh, seven and a half game treatment. Uh, over under seventeen and a half games, is uh, so sorry over, <laughs> over seventeen and a half games is even money. If you have this market, Shinwen Shang, to win, over five and a half games is also even money. Shinwon Shang to cover six and a half games is plus one twenty-five. Shinwon Shang to win the match is plus one thousand ten to one, and Shinwon Shang to win a set is plus three hundred, three to one. Yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna be doing some of that. Also, the day after, the winner will play uh, either Ego. Or Shin Wen Sheng, uh, Jesse Bigula versus Irina Bigu. Uh, this over 20 and a half is super low, and I think you go and bet it right now. Because uh, I think that might become 21 or 21 and a half uh, by the time like we get there. Uh, 20 and a half, Pagula versus Bigu is super low, and I love it. I love it, I love it. We've seen what Jesse Pagula does, and Bigu is solid, honestly. But I'm I'm afraid Pagula can work her, but Pagula can't close out games, and Bigu sort of lingers and can definitely take advantage uh, of the opportunities she's given. Madison Keys. Last time I saw Madison Keys play the swell was in Australia, where she won uh, the title against Alison Risk in the final, I think. Um, and then she uh, went on to the Australian Open, made a pretty good run, I think made the fourth round or the quarterfinals, uh, and it was like, who the fuck is going to beat Madison Keys? Uh, until she played Barty. When the day came where she played Barty, um, and I've talked about this a couple of times, actually, um, the day where she played Barty, she hit more backhand sli- If you watch the match today, tell me how many backhand slices you saw Madison Keys hit today. I guarantee you it's not more than uh, two, maybe one, maybe she didn't hit any. But I promise you it's not more than two. Against Barty, she hit at least 25 or 30, which is more than she's probably hit in her entire career. A huge brain fart. I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know what her coach was saying. Why do you ab abandon what got you there and start doing some crazy shit like that? Madison Keys hitting backhand slices? From the baseline? That's my last memory of Madison Keys in a big match. Um, Kudermetseva is plus 100. I don't trust Madison Keys to keep going. I think Eleanor Bakina helped her, even though Madison Keys has looked great today. But I think Eleanor Bakina helped her. Kudermetseva is scary. She can win this. She can't win anything else. And she'll choke uh, when she gets there, but I think she'll get there. And th this isn't a, a, a choke-worthy match, so I think she'll play well and come through. So those are the eight matches for the women's uh, round of 16. We're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Uh, to look at the men's super fast, uh, Djokovic versus uh, Shortman. Uh, Djokovic is 6-0 against the men. Uh, under 30.5 looks good. 
Uh, Zverev versus Zapata, uh, Zapata Mirais is a pass. Uh, I'm taking Felix uh, Moneyline plus 500 against R uh, Rafa Nadal because, yeah, why not? He's going to be hungover from the match today, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's look at some uh, some set spreads. Uh, Felix to win a set is, is minus uh, 120. I like that a lot. Uh, Felix to win one set is minus 120. And Carlitos versus uh, Karen Khashinov over 31 and a half looks amazing. I love Carlitos, but the respect here uh, is just ridiculous. He's getting the Iga Svjontek uh, treatment a little bit. Uh, he should not be minus uh, seven and a half against Karen. And this total should not be 31 and a half. This total should not be 31 and a half. That's so low. Even in straights, that's so low. In the second day of round four, so not tomorrow, the day after, uh, Rublev versus Sinner, uh, good match, that one. Uh, it's a pick'em. Not many pick'ems you see on the on the men's side, uh, so far at least. Okay, I I, I cannot stand Yannick Sinner, and I'm low-key a fan of Rublev, but I'm a little worried, so I, I might be biased in, in picking Rublev here, but uh, Sinner has never kept me up at night. Okay? Casper uh, Root versus Hubie Hercatch. Uh, they both wear Yonix, so I think they'll be twinning. Um, that's a pass, I think, but the over looks good. Or Hubie Hercatch, honestly, plus 135, I think looks good. Uh, Pass versus Holger Rune. That, honestly, uh, could be a very good match. I think the lines are kind of tricky at the moment. Um, but I feel like a six and a half, like that, the the favorite always covers that in, in these best of five for the men's. I, I feel like, I am just... That's just what I'm going. I mean, like, some lines, like, when you look at them, like, they kind of favor the dog. Um, some lines, like, kind of favor the spread, uh, the favorite, I think. Um, but that's just, like, that's not, like, an actual thing. That's just, like, how I sort of see it, like, from my experience. So, like, for example, like, in the women's, uh, I feel like three and a half favors the dog. Um, whereas uh, four and a half, like, favors the favorite, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. like if you bet like plus four and a half uh, like on dogs and you bet plus three and a half on dogs even though you're getting a game less I feel like you'll hit more three and a halves if that makes sense you know what I mean and I think with the men's like that number is like six and a half like minus six and a half uh, for a favorite and the men's in the best of five, I feel like that uh, goes pretty well, but that's interesting. We'll see how that line moves. That's the day after. Uh, Medvedev versus uh, Marin Cilic. Honestly, this could be uh, Medvedev's biggest test. Cilic is, is playing really well. Uh, he's, he's he's serving well and, and, you know, playing pretty good. So this is a big test for, for Medvedev, but I, I don't see how he loses here. Uh, Medvedev is, is, is one to watch out for, I think. Honestly, he could make the final. He could play uh, Pass, I think, uh, soon. Okay, so that is all for um, the entirety of the fourth round. Really quick, just to look at uh, tomorrow's matches, what I'm saying. I'm saying Trevisan. I'm saying Anisimova minus 3.5. I'm saying Mertens, Coco Golf over 20.5. And, and I'm saying Julie Teichman in whatever way you like, but be careful. Okay. 
Uh, for the men's, uh, Djokovic, uh, Shortman, under 30.5. Uh, Zverev, uh, Zapata Mirais is a pass. Uh, Felix to win a set. Felix money line. Uh, or you can sort of stagger it. Go uh, Felix to win one set for minus 120. Felix to win two sets for da 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 da. And Felix money line. And then uh, probably my favorite one tomorrow, uh, for the men's at least. Uh, Hashinov versus Carlitos over 31 and a half. Okay. Um, this has been the Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I appreciate, uh, as always, um, those of you who provide uh, kind words. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, and, and the feedback and, and the constructive uh, criticism. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, uh, as always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.